What up, though? This is another episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit with your boy Brandon Jordan. Um, man, I'm in a great mood today, and um, uh, I'm really excited about doing this episode because uh, we got a lot of cover, and I got some good special guests today. A um, couple notes uh, before we get started. Um, July 19th, I will be at the Stellar All the Theater for the um, set-off. Um, that's a, a new show that's coming out for this summer and, uh, I can't wait to do that show cause it's a great lineup and it's going to be a great series, um, that we're doing. Um, but, uh, man, how can, how, how can, it was, it was a topic that, that we're going to get to that, um, I wanted to start off with, but, uh, something came to me, um, well, it's been bothering me and it really, was on my head this morning. And so I want to kind of start off with that. You know, I owe two, I owe two apologies, two apologies. I owe. And one thing for me, you know, um, as, as I'm getting older and understanding about life is that sometimes, you know, you need people, you know, to talk to, and know, to work stuff out that's going on in your life. And for me, you know, um, I'm big on, you know, going to therapy and talking to somebody, you know, and that's something that I had to do for my personal self. And so over the last couple of months, as I started going back to, uh, to therapy and talking to somebody, um, one of the things is that I had to start understanding is that um, to be able to take accountability for things that I do that I might not recognize in the beginning. And one of the biggest things that I've been, you know, working on myself um, over the last couple of months is being able to be more vulnerable in, in life period, you know, um, in my stand up, in my friendships and relationships, you know, saying with, with different women, you know, being able to be vulnerable and not always, you know, um, trying to give out what I think people want instead of just giving out who I really am. You know, um, a lot of times I might do that because, you know, um, I'm scared of what the outcome might be. So the first so one of the apologies I owe, I owe to myself and I owe to myself an apology because um, it's too many times that I take, you know, the easy route out or I might not, you know, saying want to put myself in a position to, you know, be vulnerable in the situation. So I, I want to apologize to myself for that because in my growth as a person, that's something that I want to work on and working on every day to be a better person. The second apology that I owe, I owe to somebody. Um, I owe you an apology because in trying to be vulnerable with you, I was, how can I put it? Not, understanding the situation i was too busy trying to um give you what i thought you needed instead of listening to what you was telling me um uh, what else it how can i put this uh the all your apology because um i'm trying to just find the right words to say this so I won't, uh, cause I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this again. Uh, <laughs> so I owe you the apology, not off of, not 
giving not giving you who not giving you the person that my friends love, my godkids love, my family love. Not giving you that person. Not giving you the person that Brandon really is. Giving you the person that I thought that you wanted. And that ultimately ended up to where we are today. And I don't want that. Even if, you know saying, if we don't go back to talking like we used to, I want to at least being able to be a man and be able to apologize and have you understand, you know, saying um, where I'm at and where I'm growing and where I'm changing. So um, that's that. And um, let's get on uh, with the show Um, because I do got two special guests in the building. Hold on. That was major. Yeah, it was. I you to, like, sit there and take credit. It was, man. It was. it, It was. Shit, he almost made me confess. Yeah, I was like, I got this close. I got really too. I had, I, I had to to go there because one of the things in my in, in my sessions that I've been talking about is last year was a very very tough year for me. What where it was I was moving to L.A., moving to you know saying a new city. You know, even though I didn't move a couple of times over the last couple of years, moving to L.A. has been the biggest change in my life mm-hmm. when it comes to moving somewhere. Also, I dealt with some. I was dealing with two other issues last year um, that really affected me. One was, well, only two people know about this. So now, a lot of people about to know about this. Is that um, last year? Uh, I guess I guess I got somebody pregnant. Well, I did get somebody pregnant, and she had an abortion and didn't tell me. Oh, okay. So that affected me, and also the. Um, biggest thing that also the other biggest thing that affected me was my big brother in comedy passed away you know uh, r.i.p kool-aid you know and that him not him passing away you know of course was a big factor but the biggest factor was is that i didn't get to say bye Mm. even though we text you know in last time we had any communication was september and he passed away in december was it sudden or it was sudden to me, but not sudden to other people because other people like me being away, other people were back home closer. So they knew the situation more in depth than I did. I did not know that it was that serious. Mm, okay. You know, I knew he was in out the hospital, but you know, I'm seeing him on Instagram going to Cowboys games and stuff like that. Not knowing that he was doing this stuff because he knew what was coming up. I didn't know that. So not being able to, you know, speak with him, you know, before he passed, kind of messed with me. And so um, not being able to deal with the issue, a lot of things that I was having with, you know, um, dealing with pe- dealing with people, it was affecting my relationship with them people. And so this one person that I owed the apology to, one of the things that I was doing to this person was I was – how taking some of my uh, pain onto her, but not in a negative light. It was, I was doing, trying to do too much nice stuff to make up, to try to cover up the hurt that I had inside. Uh, if you get okay. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Trying to see somebody else smile and happy was covering up the pain that I had inside for myself. Exactly. So, you know, and so that's something that going into this year, I had to deal with because, um, yeah. 
last year was, you know what I'm saying, was a hard year for me, but a lot of people wouldn't notice that because in the public, I wasn't trying to show it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Like a typical comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's, what's, what's crazy is, is that people think, people idea, people that's not in comedy, their idea of a comedian is you telling jokes all day, being funny, this and this. When most of the comedians I know are introverts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're introverts. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, and that's how I am. You know what I mean? And so it's, um, so it's, so sometimes it's hard to express stuff on stage. You know, even though it's even though uh, the best um, comedy is the pain that the person is going through, yeah. it was hard for me to, to talk about certain stuff on stage, and which was affecting my stand up period. Because it wasn't funny yet to you, right? Yeah, you know, what I'm saying it was too many thoughts going to, going into my head, and um, but whatever. But let me um, let me int- I didn't even introduce y'all. Um, let's give it up uh, for. New brother I just met today, and so far this dude is a uh, sounds like a good dude right here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> Give it up for man for my man Emmanuel. Thank man, you. Tell the people you know what you do. Um, tell them about yourself. Comedy writer. Uh, right now we got Heart of the City on the air, so I'm gonna you know, plug Heart of the City. Kevin Hart presents Heart of the City. So much love to Joy Wells, this young lady right here who I call my sister Dre Kirkland, being a big part of that, and uh everything else but yeah man just writing stand up for my man joey and being a part of the heartbeat family man just having fun okay so i'm gonna bring i'm gonna talk uh um uh, bring up my other uh guest here this lady right here um she don't need no last name it's just first name basis only when like you share. see when you see this when you see her in public it's first name basis only okay <laughs> so, so give up my special guest jeray hey what's up <laughs> Tell, so tell them about yourself. Man. Oh well, technically, right now I'm a an executive assistant for Joey Wells. <laughs> <laughs> I decided I just gave myself a promo. Sorry, and um, like heartbeat family, and I have some stuff working with Nickelodeon. Okay, I don't think I've told you about it. No, man. you told me about the Nickelodeon. Okay, stuff. good. <laughs> I be telling everybody stuff. though. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting for for a job, you know what I'm saying? I, for, for a job. I'm waiting know. for the lawyers to stop going back you know, and forth man. so I can sign. You know, I do an interview. I come with a suit and tie, you know what I mean? <laughs> and my hush puppies, you know what I mean? I come. You show with a suit and tie in an interview out here. I'm like, what's this brother? Yeah. <laughs> Selling bean pies. Okay. And he had a Detroit hat on too. I'm like, I'll, come with some, yeah. I'll come I with a haircut that. with the part in it and everything, you know what I <laughs> mean? But, uh, but yeah. But, you know, how I start off, man, have you ever had to been vulnerable for, for a situation? In your life? Uh, yeah, I'm a woman. But actually, when you brought up therapy, it was crazy because I just started therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, last month because I went through, like, a bad breakup thing. Yeah. And so when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, shit, this is the topic. <laughs> like, I'm about to get real vulnerable in here. <laughs> but how, yeah. so how do you feel, how you, since you've been going to therapy, how do you feel about it? Um, our, okay, so it's interesting because now we're... Like, okay, so I had a bad breakup, so the first session was talking about all about her, like how, whatever, our relationship. And then it got, quickly got into my mother, and then my siblings, and then how, like, it affects my job. Like, in the sense of, um, how do I say this? So, when people ask me, like, oh, how's Joey, or how's work? I always say, just trying to keep him alive. And he's a 50-year-old man, he's not sick, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really keeping him alive. But then, last session, she was like... Because at one point, my mother had breast cancer. Okay. And, like, for a year in fifth grade, 
every day I was just trying to keep her alive because it was me and my little sister and my mom in the house. Okay. So, like, literally keeping her alive. And so now it's like, oh, shit. Like, I correlate them together of, like, just trying to keep a person alive when, like, he's not sick. And I was like, oh. that Like, it starts to make sense of, like, why I do certain things. Okay. See, my, fa- my father passed away for brain cancer when oh, I was okay. seven. And shit. so... Um, so, growing up, you know, when I was younger, of course, man, I was hurt. You know, my dad just was there, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As I got older and start um, learning about who my dad was um, at my younger ages, I start having um, negative feelings towards him. So, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, it was like kind of got like, good, you gone. You know what I mean? Because you was a problem. But then, as I start getting older you know what i'm saying as i'm now becoming more of a man you know what i'm saying now i look back and say you know because all the stuff i've been through as the end and seeing other people go through is that he was only human mm-hmm. he had his demons and he died at an early age you know my dad I believe was in his 30s when he died i don't remember the exact age That's but wrong. when i but um no but knowing what i know now um yeah, some of the things he did towards my mom and stuff like that. Yeah, that was hurtful. But I understand that he was a man, and if he given the time, he probably would have changed. But you know, um, I don't have them feelings towards him anymore. You know what I mean? Because I honestly wish I had my dad. You know what I mean? Because going through life, you know, saying trying to figure this stuff out without you know, even though I have I have great male role models, is nothing like having your father. You know what I'm saying? The person that, you know what I'm saying, birthed you, you know what I mean, is the person um, that you will want to talk to and have a relationship with. So, but, um, but Emmanuel, what about you? Have you? Tell us about your daddy. <laughs> no, I think just as a, as a, as a, as a black man, just growing up, just making decisions now is, is a hard thing. Like you just said, each day we got to make a crucial decision about something. And sometimes you want advice from somebody. So I can relate to the relationship aspect of it. Cause you know, you and I talk about it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say the young lady's name, but mm-hmm. yeah, you, that's not <laughs> when you, when you, when you're a man and you go through a relationship, you're going to hit that heartache and pain. You're going to hit that vulnerability. You know, Hey, it's part of growing up. It's part of just having an aspect of just being a young man dealing with life. That's all, you know, that's, you know, that's how I look at it. You know, even, you know, with my ex, I'm over a, but not over. Like we still like we're friends. So they're gonna get married. <laughs> I tell him weekly. Like he's like, I don't. <laughs> Literally, he'll call. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm gonna go over to her house and fill up her gas tank and wash her car. Aren't you guys broken up? Yeah, I don't even like her. <laughs> okay, she's sick. I'm gonna bring her her tea. But like he, what? But here's the here's the crazy thing with me. When I moved out here, my my whole goal was strictly to focus on writing, which I'm just mm-hmm. doing. So the young lady, you know, my ex. She's the only girlfriend I've had in L.A. that I literally cared for. Like, hey, this is my girlfriend. I love you. Talk about planning the future. Because as an artist out here, it is very hard to be in a relationship. Yeah. Because there's an essence of competition. I'm not an actor. She's an actor. Not saying that we, you know, we were in competition, but you have that. I have, and it works for some people. Every relationship, totally different. But when you both are in entertainment, and then you know you're going to live a totally different life than we would back in Detroit. You know, Northern California, or you know, back in Indiana, is is mm-hmm. you're gonna. Ha- it's totally different. If I was back in Indiana, I'd probably be married with like two or three kids right yes. now, living a. You know, but I love writing the jokes. I love it for the good of it. When the checks come in, I love it. When the checks don't come in, she'll tell you I'm always writing. There's a sacrifice that you have on a Friday or Saturday night where I'd rather be in a comedy club or somewhere as opposed to just being out in the streets. Because at the end of the day, 
you know, it, it costs too much to live out here. So yeah. it's kind of like if I wasn't pursuing writing, yeah, I wouldn't be out here. Mm-hmm. So. No, and that's my. I always tell people that too because before I moved here, since I was a kid, I always wanted to live in LA. I was a Laker fan growing up, big Kobe Bryant fan. Always wanted to live in LA. And when I visit here, you know, to do shows and just to come visit, it was always like, man, LA the best. LA the best. Man, I moved here. Man, the first six months, I was, I was, I swear to God, the first I moved here in February. It was like June. I was looking at plane tickets, like, man, I'm about to move. I'm about to move back to Dallas. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I gotta get up, up out of here, man. Now, where'd you stay when you first moved to LA? Um, I lived when I first moved to LA. The first two months, I stayed in a hotel. Okay, I actually stayed in three different hotels. What neighborhood? Like what? Uh, Inglewood area. Okay, so it's totally different because I yeah. stayed off of Hollywood and Wilcox. <laughs> Man, I moved in on a Thursday. It's uh-huh. daylight and everything. You know, Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, okay, I'm in Hollywood. It's you know, it's going good. Rent was a little. It wasn't as much as it is now. Yeah. Man, the sun went down. There's all kind of clubs on the street, and the building I stayed in was kind of a corporate building. So we had a pool and all of that. But then you got all kind of neighbors. So we had the aspiring actresses, the models. We had it all. Like Houdini say, freaks come out at night. We had it all. We had a dude at the end of my hallway that was a porn. He shot porn in his apartment. So every Friday and Saturday, <laughs> like, I look out my peephole and I can see straight down the hallway. And I see maybe about three or four women just got their little weekend bag uh-huh. or whatever. <laughs> and, and then you can smell it. Like, it's just a certain smell that strippers and people from that industry have, that, that mango passion or whatever. Oh my and you God. can smell it every weekend on that floor and kind of find out that's what he was doing. I was just like, wow, this is a crazy. But everybody in the building was mad cool, though. Like, you know, you see everybody and you speak or whatever. But, yeah, man, that. You know, I don't know how I got down to yeah. Inglewood, but nah, it, that was a jump coming from most, the Midwest for me. The most craziest area I stayed in when I was off of Century and La, what's that, La Brea? Ooh. Century and La Brea, right by the airport. I stayed in the hotel the last month I was there. Um, and so, but it was nothing. It was, you know, you had your little homeless and whatever. It wasn't too crazy. I ain't had no issues. But, um, you know, a couple fights. That was, that was about it, you know. None, none that you did. started or broke up? Nah, I, nah I <laughs> none involved in it. But um, yeah, so that was that was crazy. But yeah, I tell people, man, if you move moving to LA for me is you only have really three reasons to move to LA. Um, number one is if you're working on a career. Two, if you're rich. Three, <laughs> if you're born and raised here and you just want to move back to be back where you're from. That's it. But if you would just want to, if you just a, a regular dude, a regular girl just living in living in Philly or something, and you say I just want to move to California just to move, it's no point. Nah. It's no point because it, the cost of living here is so ridiculous that I would love. Like I lived in Dallas before I moved here. Okay, I miss it so much. Like oh, I miss it so much. I did. I think I talked about it on another episode, but I miss it so much. I miss my place so much. I had a loft upstairs, downstairs, full kitchen, big living room, one and a half beds, walk-in closet for nine hundred and fifty dollars oh, a month. What? In the in the in the suburban area? Are you in Frisco? No, I lived in uh, Arlington. Okay, right by. Uh, I lived literally like I literally could walk to the Cowboys. Oh, that's what's up. To the Cowboys Stadium. You know, that's where I lived at. What? And I live in now in a barely three hundred square foot studio apartment for twelve hundred dollars a month. Oh. Where I got where we got where literally we got to beg our landlord to come t- uh, take the trash out from from because it smells 
and it's nothing but homeless people. And like yesterday, I went to the grocery store right yesterday. As I'm going to the grocery store, and I'm trying to to bag up to to because it's so congested to bag up and turn around to get to a parking spot, I almost hit a homeless dude that's 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 knocked out sleep oh, on the side shit. of the uh that's on the side of the street. Um, I'm looking like bro, like this. I said only in L. A. What I have to deal with this, but uh, but yeah. But Jarek, tell me. So, how did you um how did you uh, hook up with uh, with Joey? Okay, so <laughs> I moved out here, and I lived with someone, and then she moved out, and then I was heartbroken. Whatever, I went back home to Fresno, and like my the daycare. Okay, so there's this daycare that my godmom owns. It's the only black-owned daycare, and it's, like, been out for 50 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, Joey went there, Audrey McDonald, Sloan, Stevens, like, the tons of Bruce Bowen, like, hella people have gone there. Um, so I was at home crying. My mother's like, you can't stay in my house crying all day. So I would go to the daycare and just be in that bitch until 6 o'clock. And then this, like, local legend walked in, and, like, we knew of him, but I didn't know him. My mom came to get me, and he was like, oh, I've got a brother in L.A. that does comedy, whatever. So they made us meet. Um, so my mom sent me back to L.A., and I had a meeting with him. His name is Charles Gooch. Okay. Um, and he was like, oh, he was like, oh, you're a Kirkland, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. He's like, um, do you know Ronnie Kirkland? And I was like, yeah, he's my favorite uncle. And he was like, oh, he, I guess... Charles Gooch was bullied as a kid, mm-hmm. and my uncle would like his Jerry Curl and shit ran up and like beat up some kids. And he was like, "I'm gonna defend you and blah blah. You're, like, You're gonna be successful because of Ronnie Kirkland when he was 12 or whatever." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "I do this podcast with Joey Wells. He works with Kevin Hart." I was like, "Okay." So I go. I was an intern for a couple of weeks. Then they made me a producer, and then I was on the show as the female talent. And they stopped the show. Then I started working at the Comedy Union, which black owned mm-hmm. comedy club. Uh, doing their social media and then i started hearing that all the comics they knew me like in passing they kept saying like joey keeps asking about you he keeps asking about you like your work ethic and blah 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 and i was like tell him the truth like okay and then like it was like a few months of people just saying they're like oh when he calls answer the phone i was like why wouldn't i answer the phone he called one day and was like hey i talked to shayla which is will packard's assistant Mm -hmm. and laid out his schedule and all this stuff and she said that i need an assistant so will you do that and I was like, like, be your assistant in a heartbeat? And he was like, yeah, like, I've I've asked about you. And I was like, yeah. Because at the time, I was working at Macy's selling dresses at the Beverly Center. And I was uh-huh. like, yeah, you can take <laughs> oh, me yeah. out of here. <laughs> yes, you can take me out of here. Okay. <laughs> and she hated that job, yeah. too. Yeah. And, like, I don't really wear dresses, so I was just lying um, to these white women. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like <laughs> you don't even know. Like, it was just bad. And I feel because I work in the shoe store, and... People come in acting like when we get shoes, we have a meeting, sit down, discuss the design, the feel, no. the the size, how it runs. No, we get the shit, put it out, and you go online and and figure and and, and see what the reviews is if, if you care that much. That yeah. should be irritating the crap out of me. Women would ask me all kinds of questions about it, and I'd be like, "Ma'am, I just clocked in. Like you watched me clock in. Like I these are new. Like I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like and then." <laughs> Come in and tell me how, yeah, they be like, yeah, uh, how does, uh, yeah, how do this shoe run? I don't know. I don't, I haven't even worn shoe. We just got it today. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know we had those. Try it on and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Take a couple laps around the store. Oops. That's their retail life. Yeah. <laughs> and so I smooth was like, yeah, I'll get out of here. And then, what, we're three years in now? 
Yeah. Okay. And I got, you know, some you shit popping. Yeah, you got me hot right now. I'm thinking all those dumbass dumb questions they come in with. I hate, I hate, look, I don't, I don't care. I, I got to, look, I hate the ones that come in and be like, hey, do you got a size uh, six in this? No, no, we don't have a six. So you ain't got no six? Didn't I just tell your dumb ass I ain't got no six? <laughs> we just talked about this. <laughs> you you got to say that up for your last day when you quit. Just save Man. it all up. And you know you're going to quit. Go Shit. go all in and quit before right. lunch. Going I, off, man. My managers love me because my personality, but like, <laughs> I would have like this long ass line because I was just giving out discounts for shit. Like, <laughs> I, if I knew the code, like some people would be like, "Oh, like if they ask, I'm like, I know the code." Like, and just like it wasn't my money. Like here, like get a discount. And then like, <laughs> some of those dresses are really expensive, and mm-hmm. like some of them, you could tell are like pro dancers that were going to, like award shows and shit. Yeah. So they'd be like, "Oh, like." I don't know. My dad said, blah, blah, blah. It's $1,500. I'd be like, listen. So when's the award show? They'd be like, oh, tomorrow night. I'd be like, okay. So in two days, I will be here in the morning. Come return it with me. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, I'd be like, don't sweat this shit out. Like, just bring it back. And, like, I would bring it back. And they're like, you're registered. And I'm like, it's because, like, you have, like, quotas and shit. Like, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. You had to meet. And, like, I never made them because I was, like, at the time, I was part-time with Joey. So I was right. like, I'm about uh-huh. to be out this bitch. Like, and so I would do it all the time. And they were like, why are you the only one in the store that has a line? Because I'm nice. Like, I, it was really because I was returning oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emmanuel, so what do, what do you do for uh, for, uh, for Heartbeat? Um, I literally, I, I write with Joy. I write for Joy, the, his, his stand-up when he does it, and then Heart of the City. And then we're in office, what, Tuesday, developing content. You did Next like Level, that. too. Did, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, okay. The next level, which was a really, really dope show for yeah. comics that did Heart of the City and then some comics that were at the Laugh Factory to go and do a solid half hour. So a lot of good comics that we actually became friends with uh-huh. over the last couple of years doing that show. So we did the next level. I had, like wrote and produced on that and same with Heart of the City. Yeah, so. I've been to one of the tapings. You know, one of my, my homeboys, shout out to uh, Jeff Forrest. I was there oh, for that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. There, I was there for that taping. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I am cool with uh, T. Murph. And um, I, I, you know, saying I fuck with uh, Malik too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'd be jealous of T Murph. You know, you talk. We were just talking about our shoe, you know, shoe collection. Man, I'd be trying to trying to keep up with him, but his shoe collection is is, is on another level. Man. Is it? Yeah, T Murph. Oh man, his shoe collection. I be I be on Instagram feeling like a fan. I'd be like, man, <laughs> I be I be I be uh, hit him like, bro, where's where's what is them? Where'd you get them from? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, his his his, his shoe collection crazy. Though, I'm gonna mess with him next time I see him. He I saw him a few weeks ago. He did a uh, Quake's house. Okay. So they came out to the studio. So I saw him. I was like, oh, okay. Like, but do he, you know uh, Calvin? Calvin was from the, Chicago. Um, damn, what's Calvin's last? I ain't got my phone. Uh, um, dark skin, look like Fifty Cent. No, nah, I don't know too many Calvin. I'll, sh- I'll show you. His, you said that. I I know yeah, some, I, I know like, a what? couple Calvin's and Gary, but no, not. I'll, sh- <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. His shoe collection is. Beyond, he has a whole section just for shoes he hoop in, and that's literally almost like a hundred pair of shoes. Wow! Just that he only strictly just hoops in. Then he has his collection of shoes that he just you know wears and just keeps or whatever. He he got like four hundred pair, I think. Where wow. do you put these? Because I know a comic that I'm pretty sure he's a struggle like definition of a struggling comic, <laughs> but he was like, wow. he was like. I was talking to him because I was like, oh, I like your shoes. He's like, oh, baby, I got blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then as he was talking, I realized this Negro has, he has a two-bedroom, uh-huh. one bedroom for his sneakers. Oh, okay. And I was just like, it, oh, okay. Like, I was just like, this seems like a lot. But, like, see, where are all these shoes? See, for me, um, I'm not a shoebox guy. 
Like mm. I don't I'm not a shoebox. I'm pretty sure he stacks his shoe. I don't up. care about the shoebox. Like we get people coming to our store cry. If it has a crease in the shoebox, they'd be sitting there crying. You got another box? I don't care about the shoebox. Most of the time I throw them away. So I have um so I but I do have some, you know, only shoe the ones that I had shoeboxes for is the ones I haven't wore yet. Okay. The ones okay. I haven't wore yet still have a shoebox. But ones I have wore whatever, I have uh, uh, I bought a thing where you can be able to plug them in, you know, like a, a rack. Okay. So oh, like okay. a shoe rack. Mm-hmm. You can plug them in. And then I also have totes that I have uh, shoes in and stuff like that. So too. the shit's not just like laying. It the, was at one like, point. Oh, you had that floor collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was all nah, I got to have my when boxes. I, <laughs> when, I first, when I first moved here to L.A., that's how my shoes were. They oh, was wow. all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all over for like when I was when I lived in Dallas. I had my walk-in closet. I had them laid out. They were laid out, you know, on the floor in a row to where, and then up top, you know, saying they was all around. Then I also had some shoe boxes and mm-hmm. racks too. Um, so that's how I keep. That's how I keep them. You know, what I'm saying. So also in my in my apartment, for some reason, I do have two closets. So um, I keep, you know, some shoes in one closet and one in the other. Oh, nice. okay. okay. Yeah. Where are yours? Just everywhere? No, I have, I have boxes. Majority of them, I have maybe about 70, 80 pair. And I say maybe about sixty or sixty five are in boxes because I got a roommate, yeah. so I got one fucking room. <laughs> and you know, but I, I gave away a lot of my stuff. Yeah. Donate clothes to the homeless, but my shoe collection is just in boxes because it's uh, less space, so I can stack them up. See, for me, it's so hard with the boxes for when because I, I I'm used to like I said over the last four years I moved a lot, so it was so hard for me to 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 pack. All them shoe boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That you know what I'm saying? Sense, All yeah. them shoe boxes when I'm moving, that I just said, no, what? Fuck them shoe boxes. Yeah. And I just bought like big clear totes from um, mm-hmm. Walmart and just stacked the shoes in there and, or like got a big box and just put them in there and, and move. I'm going to have to look sense. into that because the downside is whatever pairs at the bottom. They, they take it. Man, I, I literally <laughs> got about five pairs at the bottom that I was literally just too lazy to move the boxes off the top uh-huh. to grab a pair. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wear these again. So, okay. But I do pinch myself because I feel fortunate that I can buy shoes. Because, again, mm-hmm. like I said, we, I pass out shoes to the uh, stuff to the homeless on some Sundays. Yeah. So that's a cool feeling. So it's like every time I give away a pair of something, you know, I'm blessed to be able to, like, buy a pair eventually or whatever. But right. I wear all of mine. I think I got maybe one or two pair I haven't worn yet. But mm-hmm. I wear all of mine. See, some of my, the ones that I haven't worn yet are ones that are, like, awkward colors. That okay. is like that is like I haven't took the time to even try to find something to wear with it. So they just sit in the box because I just like the color, so I just still mm-hmm. bought them. <laughs> so they just sit so now they just sit in there. Like one of the ones I just bought recently was the uh the SB uh ones that just came out. They were um the uh New York the Paris okay. edition. So like what you can so they they come gray and black. But what you can do, I don't know if y'all know about them, but you can not at use, all use <laughs> you can use acetone. And you can scrub it, and you can change the colors. Oh shit! On the shoes, really? Yeah. So, this, huh. so the shoes come gray and black, but you can, um, you can change it up, and you can make them pink, and it's another color, pink and gray, oh, wow. I think. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't messed with them yet, but yeah, but a lot of people they make crazy designs on them and stuff like that, and wear them. So I haven't. So that's one pair that I know I haven't worn yet, and it's just a pair I just you know I want it, and so I just right now I just sit in the nice. closet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Let me ask you this last question What's on the uh, This is about to be a sneakers head. No, that's why I asked the last question. Whatever. I always ask guys, what's like the best pair that you have in your collection? Like, you're like, Yo, my this favorite is- pair yes. is my um, Kyrie, um, I think it's the Kyrie 3s. Okay. The um, Black Mamba edition. Okay. That was my favorite pair. Because it's Kobe. 
Yeah. And I'm you're a, I'm a, a diehard Kobe, Kobe fan. Yeah, yeah. And you said Kyrie. Huh, you yeah. you said Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a big Kobe fan and I love I just love the design of the shoe. It's yellow okay. it's yellow black and it has uh, red in it, but it has like um like these Bruce Lee uh, marks on the shoe. And so um the story behind that shoe was is that when I was I was live working in, I was living in Dallas at the time when the shoe came out in the Foot Locker in the mall that I worked at said, Hey yeah, we're getting a shoe, whatever, we're getting a shoe. So that Friday morning, I got to work extra early. Stood <laughs> As in, real niggas do. Stood in, <laughs> stood, stood in line patiently. Wait, employees going, you know, the Foot Locker employees going in and out to work. About five minutes until cl- opening, they say, they come out to the gate and say, um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get the shoes. They knew that. Come on. Only They was like, yeah, only one store in the area got the shoes, and that store was like an hour away. Yeah, they knew that. And, yeah. And so I'm like, bro, you could have been saying something. Y'all knew y'all ain't had these shoes. And so I had to, because uh, I wanted to shoot so bad. And I, sometimes I do it, you know, um, you ever heard of a website called StockX? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so I went on StockX, and the shoes retailed for 120 But it was a new shoe on a hot day, and it was, uh, so I had to pay the resale price. So I had to end up paying 240 for the shoe. Oh, which you it's know, not that bad. It's not that bad now. You know, at that moment, yeah. I was pissed because I'm like, I should have got the shoe for retail. Yeah. I was first in line, mm-hmm. but I wanted to shoe that bad. So, and then I knew the, the retail price was going to go up on the shoe because it was super limited. So I just went on and paid it then because if I would have waited, I'd be paying like three something right now for the shoe. Oh man! So that's my favorite shoe out the collect out my collection. Um, I actually have a couple. Actually, another shoe, uh, which is probably another plug, is my. Um, is my um, Kevin Hart's. I love uh, oh, the, the Hustle, hustle Heart. The Hustle the Heart. The ones or the two? The ones. You get a the pair ones. of the Hustle Heart. Yeah. We don't have a. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got the I got the red I got the red with the uh, gold and the white. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the black pair. That's the pair I really 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 mm-hmm. really really wanted. But I ended up getting the uh, the red Actually, pair. Actually, I know where they're stacked up in the office. I'll tell you. Oh, see, cool. Dead ass. Oh, I see? found it the other day. I was Look. wandering, and I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, "Thought they were sold out." Wonder on these tens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's so, what's more about the office? I've been to the office once. Oh, that's well, cool. when like recently? It was no. Nah, this is last. When year. we've had the whole floor, or it was upstairs. I just remember we went up the elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause the security guard had to let us up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. So security. it's somewhat recent, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, going to like Ventura, something like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, Encino. Yeah, and so um, we went up there. And uh, just walking around, it, it made me because I like having fan moments. Yeah, you know because I'm respectful with my fan moments. You know, what I'm saying some people can't handle it. they just you know disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was a moment for me because it was like walking through there. It's like man, this you know what I'm saying not saying that I can't reach that success, but it's just seeing that a a, a comic that's my color got this yeah and it was just walking around and i'm just like man this is amazing you know what i mean for me you know um so yeah so that was that was my moment up there uh hopefully i have some more but uh <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i forget uh-huh. like yeah i legit forget because like um one day i was on the phone with my mom and kevin walked in and i was in joey's office he was just standing there and i was like what are you looking at? And he was like, I don't know yet. And I like, I said something else smart. <laughs> My mother was like, you got to stop talking to that man like that. And I was like, but if you knew him and she's like, no, like that's your boss's boss. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like our interaction is very much like he'll walk by and just like push you. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> why? And he's like, I don't know, nigga. And like, yeah. or like he's on like a hoverboard or like uh-huh. some scooter, like a Barbie scooter and shit. And you're just like, 
I, it's the, the weirdest thing, but then like I had to remember like, oh, it's a real job. Yeah, yeah. I remember the uh, the one and only time I met Kevin. Mm-hmm. This is years ago before Kevin was Kevin. <laughs> he was on tour with Lavelle Crawford. Oh wow! Oh, I love Lavelle. Yeah, he was on tour with Lavelle Crawford, and he was in Detroit. And uh, one of um, shout out to Martini Harris was uh, a, a Detroit comedian. He was uh, opening up the show or hosting one of the two, mm-hmm. and he invited us. You know, because I just started doing comedy. So he invited us out, you know, to come to the show, whatever. We got to the show late, and it was like after the show was over with. So everybody, all the people was in the um, lobby area. Kevin was out there, you know, talking to people, Lavelle, whatever. And so me, and I already know, you know, my uh, homeboy, uh, Clayton Thomas. You know, Clayton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know Clayton. Me and Clayton, you know, we grew up, we went to high school together. Okay. And so um, we all, we, at, we up there and everything. And so me and Clayton sitting there talking to Kevin, and it's hilarious because we sitting there like, just a grown man. He's shorter than you know. I'm five eight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he's looking right here in my chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's looking. He's like, but we oh, talking man. with him. And Kevin, like, at that moment, you know, what I'm saying, and from what uh, everybody says says about Kevin, uh, of course, you know, he has matured and and changed as a man and and mm-hmm. as a businessman. But as the personality, he's still the same person then that he is now. And so we talking with him and laughing and stuff. And he just like, yeah, man, you know, take my number and this and this. So we took his number and everything. And I think it was probably about a year later. I think that's when, boom, it was like he wasn't huge yet, but the name was popping out yeah. there as that's as a, you know, coming yeah. up. And so I was looking, I, I'll never forget this. I'm looking at my phone like, dang, this is his number. <laughs> And I was like, should I call it's not it? the number now? I know it's Guarantee. not now. Okay, call that <laughs> number now. So I, was like, I was like, I was like, should I try to call it? And Clayton said the same thing. He's like, man, should we call it? And I don't know if he ever did, but I never did. I never called it because it was like. You should have. He but gave it, it to you for a reason. I know. But it was one of the things where it's like, what I say? Because it That's was like, true. it was yeah. like, I'm calling, but yeah. I had no reason to yeah. call. It was like, what was the call and say? Hey, what's I, up? <laughs> what you what's doing? Up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Good. You know what I mean? And he gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But um, working on Heart of the City, how how's that? How's that impacted y'all? Go first. Um, you know what? It's it's a good thing because it gives you a platform. Because I mean, his 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 name alone stands, you know, by itself. You know, his heartbeat. So with what he's done with the comedy world, and he's global. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing. But then again, you know, and we always talk about this. We have to look out for a certain instances of like, you know, when I go to meetings, you know, are they wanting to meet with me because I write or they're trying to meet with me to get something to Joy or Kevin. And, you know, I, I've had back back last fall when I had this one manager, I used to go maybe about two or three of those meetings a week. And I'm like, dude, stop sending me on these kamikaze <laughs> meetings, man. <laughs> like, yo, like, so it's it's, it's, a, it's a great thing, you know, but then it narrows it down to like, like she said, you come in the office, I don't think about it, mm-hmm. you know. I don't like, oh, man, you know, with the heartbeat. I'll be in there writing sometime, and he'll walk by, hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's yeah. going on? Uh-huh. That'll be the end of the conversation. I'll get back to writing. You see him, you nod, and just it's one of those things. He give you five or whatever because I think it's one of those things everyone knows their lane in a sense. So he just he comes in. He's I mean, he's Kevin to us. You know, we call him Kevin mm-hmm. or whatever. Like I said, my interaction with him is not like hers. She sees him a lot more than I do, but – when I see him, it's like, you know, hey, what's going on? So it's great to be a part of that, man, and then to see how it's growing, to you know, to be a part of that. So it's, it's, it's cool. And then it's certain advantages that we do have, like creating material, like, hey, Joy, take a look at this. 
So mm-hmm. it, you know, as a writer, that's a great thing. And then to have someone believe in you as a writer, like, you know, Joey's great with us to like, you know, if he doesn't like anything, he won't say he doesn't like it. He'll say, what else you got? Or how do we turn that to make it something better? Right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. So it's a good thing that, and you know, just hanging out with comics. That's one of the cool things I like doing. Okay. I forgot the question. I'm saying, what, <laughs> how does, how does it feel, you know, working on Harder City? Like what does it, how did it impact uh, you? Well, most people like at my age would have been PAs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never PA'd, so I don't know any different. <laughs> so like, the okay. So when I first came, like I was, uh, I was just backstage at uh, Next Level, just hanging mm-hmm. out. The very next season, I was a talent a coordinator. Okay. So I was winging the shit, but like we did a good job, <laughs> right? So then, like, uh, so I I was in Fresno at the time for first season, the Heart of the City. So I helped find the locations from like through email. Then second season, he traveled, and I came after, like, in post and helped. Um, mainly it was, like, helping Joey and whatever, like, with the edits. And then third season, I was associate producer. Mm-hmm. So then, like, and then I did props and whatever. So I'm, I was still winging it. But, like, I didn't, like, I never ran and got coffee and all that. Like, I okay. always had, like, a kind of a team under me. Right. And I, I, I don't know when you so, <laughs> like okay. that, to be honest. Like I don't. She has no, no. idea. Like, no, uh. like no, because like okay, for example, like this Nickelodeon <laughs> shit. Like I've been out here, like work with Joey, like about four years, right? What happened? He said, "Hey, we're starting LOL. We want some kid stuff. Think some kid shit." I thought of some kid shit. I just emailed it to him. He called me right away. We worked on it for about a year. Then he took it to Dave Becky, which is like the manager yeah. of managers. Uh huh. He liked it. He took it to Kevin. He liked it. Then Kevin said, hold on, wait, walked out the room, came back, and was like, oh, we'll, we'll talk in a little bit. Then a few months later, he has an overall deal with Nickelodeon, and we're, I think I was the first pitch. Yeah, I mean, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and so, like, the entire day, Becky, Kevin, the, like, entire, like, top of our company went to the meeting. We sold it in the room. Like, okay. so, like, my first I, real idea like no one has told me no and so joey's whole thing is like i can't wait for you to get your first no and i'm like i'm undefeated nigga i'm out like i'm out here it's a running joke we have but yeah so like i i don't have any sort of and like there's another project that joey's pitched 14 times Uh and i'm like nigga if i went like we'd get a yes and he's just like i can't stand you but i'm like i don't like i have like that's always a joke of like he's like most people get no's their entire career Re- you know what I mean? Like, so, I, I don't, she like, came there's out nothing. She came here to Sammy Sosa. Wow. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it just, I but don't no, know. She's, she's very talented, and it's crazy. Uh-huh. I should tell you, I never introduced as Joey's assistant. I try to find some other way, because she's more. She still writes my check, so technically. But she's more <laughs> she's more to it than that. Like, she uh-huh. takes care of it. Like, we all take care of yeah. each other. Like, there's no, yeah. like, we, we don't have disagreements. Mm-hmm. Like, if she messes up, I find a cool way to say, hey, you know, da, 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 you can't mm-hmm. do that. And same thing. And there's no love loss or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. as much love. Like, so it's kind of like it's a working, you know, mechanism that we all have. So it's yeah. kind of like everything's in the right place. Uh, and, and she's literally going to be, I, I give her like the next year or two, uh, she's going to be in one of those Hollywood Reporter magazines. It's like the uh-huh. under 30. Because it's, it's shifting and she's part of it. And what she's doing, other people are going to be like, Oh wow, where did she come from? He's like, well, she's already been yeah. here. You just didn't know about yep. her. Oh, thank so, you. It's, it's one of those. I'll, I'll <laughs> no. get that fifty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Like no, like n- no is so common in my daily life that if you like, <laughs> when I hear like, yeah, you can do. Seriously, I have I double take because I have to. Fi- I'm like, like, that's a yes. Like that's <laughs> a yes. Okay, let's okay. 
I have to take it in because I'm like, okay, I don't hear too many of them yeses. But um, what's so funny is is that I think Jeff. Horse or Jeff? Jeff Horse. Okay. Gave me your email. Uh-huh. And I think <laughs> This Jeff, is about to be the I told this shit in the, in think, the car. I think Jeff I think Uh-oh. Jeff Horse I think Jeff Horse gave me your email. Oh, I can't remember how I got your email, but I think it was Jeff. And I <laughs> I sent her email, never got a response back. Oh look, shit. We, I just told him the story. Look and Hollywood. We was uh I didn't mean to. And it was Tish House, right? Yeah. And we yeah. met Tish House. He and, walked him over to Tish House. I was like, What's up? And but but the thing about it is, but look, this this is what I love about her though. From that moment on, I swear to God, it feels like I know her for a minute. Oh, that's what's yeah, up. like you know spam. what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's the type of energy that she gives off. She doesn't give off the energy like, you know, even the position that she's in, she doesn't give off the energy like I'm better than you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not even, <laughs> I'm not like you even, could easily take my job. Even no, nah. but no uh, and crush it like it's not special. But the thing, but. <laughs> I want to ask you, like, um, even though you're not the the the, the typical what they call gatekeeper, mm-hmm. but you have some type of gatekeeping, you know, access mm-hmm. to help people careers. How do you balance trying to filter someone genuinely just want to be cool or someone just want to uh, just use you for what you can give them? Uh, I don't know. That's why I started going therapy. Like. Okay, so I didn't realize that until I was a couple, maybe like four months ago. I was at the Savoy in the middle of the night outside, minding my own business. You know, like there's like a curb kind of like where the parking lot is. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on there under the tree. Kevin Tate walks up, and that's the homie. Yeah. And he starts, he was a little drunk, as Kevin Tate is (laughs) after a show. And he like, he was like, you're a gatekeeper, you need to do this, da-da-da, like everything I needed to hear. And I was just like, gatekeeper, like what is he talking about? Like... And then I went back to the office, and they're like, yeah, like, you didn't realize that? And I was like, no. And then, like, I was dating someone, and then mm-hmm. kind of find out, like, used in that for that reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I don't I don't know. Like, I hang out with him because, like, we're in the same, like, right. camp. Yeah. But, like, it scares me to go out. And, like, I don't know. Like, I re- that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. yeah. I always, like, I, I always, like. When I when I when I see her throughout the week, I always tell her, you know, it's it's a learning experience for for, for both of us, especially yeah. with her, some mm-hmm. more so with me, because I can kind of like just, oh, okay, this is some bullshit. And sometimes <laughs> you can't really look through it uh-huh. in a, in a sense because like she's very nice, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. Somebody's like, oh, you know how you doing? Da da da. Next, you know, a scripting gets slid into her her email account, or she yeah. gave her mm-hmm. number out. And then now it comes across she's you know being Hollywood, not in your case in a right. sense, but on a, on a serious level where someone's like, "Hey, I got the script. You think you get the joy?" Like I literally fell out with a couple of people I thought were friends because of that, man. Like yeah. somebody like, "Yo, can you get this to Joy and maybe have him and Kevin like invest? If you give me a meeting, man, you know, you come on, you know, I'll bring you on as a producer." I'm like, me meeting with you qualifies me for that, uh-huh. and I'm not I, by far I don't want to shit on anybody's dreams. Like right. she knows good material, I know good material. Even with the the comedy stuff I write, I run it by her, and if she gives mm-hmm. me a yay, I move forward with it. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey, what else can you add to it, or what about this?" And we'll work it out via text message. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh shit, okay, cool, thanks." She'll send me something of hers. And she's like, okay, cool, thanks. But if it's some bullshit between us, we'll literally let each other know. Okay. So that helps me when I'm out and about having coffee, someone wants to meet or whatever. Occasionally, I, I come across some good shit, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, and that helps us with, you know, that thing about being producers. Like, oh, hey, Joy, we have this good project. 
you should take a look at it. And he trusts our judgment. He knows okay. that we're not going to come in there with a piece of paper rolled up <laughs> from our homeboy and say, hey, man, I got this script. <laughs> it's literally like, hey, I tell people I know, like, yo, this shit's not good, man. Yeah, like, oh. I'll work with people. Like, yeah. if they send me stuff and I'm like, if I like it, I'm like, okay, well, this is, we need to do all this before I take it somewhere else. Right. But then as far as, like, on the personal, like, me and Joey have had this conversation a bunch of times because when him and Kev and Harry and everyone spank, they came up. They were all at the same level, yeah. like the same class. And so they were friends, and they made it together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Kevin took off, and he brought them with, but, like, they're all to- together for in most part. But with me, he's always, like, sometimes he, like, worries about me because I came out here by myself. So then, mm-hmm. like, I had to make friends. And then I had to meet, like, a future partner. You know what I mean? So, right. like, he's like, I don't know how you're going to figure that out. And I was like, I don't, I don't know either. Because at some point, like, they weren't gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's like, you came here as a gatekeeper. Like, so that's the first, especially like I'm in the, you know, outside chocolate Sundays or the union, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, they know who you are. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then a comedian, I said a slick comment, which I meant for it to be a joke. And it was like, it came out <laughs> fucked up. And like, as soon as it came out, I was like, okay, I'm in it. And um, like, he went off and mid going off, he was like, I knew who the fuck you were when you walked in here. And that scared the shit out of me. Because in my world, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no one knows. Like, I'm just in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'll do the box office for ends because I ain't yeah. doing shit that day. And, like, it scared me because I was like, wait. He's like, we all know who the fuck you are. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and mid, I was just like, I, I know I fucked up because I shouldn't have said that. But also, I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, take day by day. Like, I give, like, um... I'm not going to, of course, I'm not going to say, gonna say his name, but because um, I'm not going to put him on blast, something like that. But I was having a conversation at the comic store with a comedian, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like similar to your situation with the Nickelodeon thing. Mm-hmm. He has, a, uh, he knows of, uh, he's associated with another uh, com- another comedian like writer. You know, okay. not a camp, but person that they uh, just recently inked a deal with one of the production companies. Okay. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, he like, yeah, man, I'm about to try to, uh, you know, really hang out with the person, this and this, so I can give me a job on the show, this and this. And I'm like, so my reaction was, I said, um, I said, well, I don't think that's the best route because, um, number one, that person might not have, number one, creative control. Mm-hmm. They might have got the deal, but you don't know what the, exactly. the situation with the deal is. You know what I mean? Number one. So they might not even be able to put you on. So now you going at this person to put you on, they don't do it. Now you got a vendetta against this person because you didn't get personally what you want. Second, um, even if the person does have the control to do it, they're probably going to put on the people that were closer to them before you anyway. You don't even know the person last name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how you, you know, expecting yeah. something from that person? And then the last thing I said, um, you naturally just want to be able to genuinely get something, you know, sent from a person, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't, you genuinely want to be happy for that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, um, when she told me, first told me about the deal, that was back. That was like when you, I think we first, yeah, we first did January. Found out about so it, it was yeah. probably like the day after like, yo, first, <laughs> yeah, when we first found out about it. Yeah. And my reaction is just, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And my mindset wasn't, Oh man, let me, try to get you know get yeah. some work off of this this and this no it was i was genuinely happy because my mind thing is is that if that that happens and that's successful it's gonna be other projects yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah. know what i'm saying and if you know what i'm saying and, um and if i'm if that if she knows that i'm talented enough 
she would reach out. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. that's and that naturally that's why I feel like what happened and that's the better situation. And but I find myself you know saying in this LA thing and 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 it's it's far few between people that you really can call friends because it seems like every it seems like yeah. every day you know people are more they're just they're starving they just yeah. want to get what they want. And that's it. If yeah. they if they burn you as a friend, they don't give a damn. Yeah, it's a it's a grind. But that man. shit comes back around, and that person that they targeted will feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they may not do it intentionally, but like, their people, like, okay, there's people that have done some shit to me, and like, just naturally, like, I don't want to fuck with them. So then, like, the people that I fuck with won't. You right. know what I mean? Like, E, Joey, some other like really close people, just because they saw how I was hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not like I'm not gonna say nothing. Like I would maybe work with them if there's like if that was the only role. I mean, honestly, I'd cut the role. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> fuck it. But like that and like our world, especially like black comedy, is so small. So it's like it's too risky to do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to try to use someone in that way because it's gonna come out. Like people talk. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And then like then if you're seen that way, and then also the person feels betrayed. Like it's a whole thing, and it's like. It's just fucked up. Okay. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. comedy grind is it's a grind like any other grind. Like yeah. I say, with me, I love writing it as about as much as you all love performing. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. Here's another thing that I got out of working with Heart of the City. I'm not gonna say the comedy clubs. I've had two different venues offer me ten minutes of stage time. Nigga, don't do stand up. Ten minutes of stage. Time. I've never done stand up in my life. I have a nice portfolio of material written for myself, for Joy, and for uh, a couple other comics I've been working with lately. And I'm like, wow. I was like, you sure me? And I'm like, how do you know? And I literally had one uh, comedy club on. He's like, well, I see the stuff you write. I said, yeah, me writing it and you performing mm-hmm. it. Two different things. Two, two different, different things. things. Because it's your interpretation now. You're adding that Detroit flavor to it. Yep. You're adding your own character personality to it. Mm-hmm. I gave you about as much as I could to get you to the next point with it. Right. And that's what I do with Joey. And so, but I'm like, uh, all right. But, you know, I, I, I embrace it, but I respect it. I said when I do go up, I'm going to do the open mics. I'm not going to take for granted that I can go up there and riff 10 minutes. I can riff 10 minutes with you guys, but then for some people that came out that want to see somebody laugh, that, paid to see that takes yeah. a craft that I haven't worked out yet, you right. know, because that's not a goal of mine. Mine is just to write it. If I do stand up and when I do it, it's just like, oh, wow, I can actually do this now. If I get some laughs and feel like I want to go further with it, I'll pursue it like that. But that is it's not what I'm not doing what you moved out here to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's one of those, so that's one of the things that comes out of it, man. But, you know, again, we get people pulling on us left and right. I had a comic that threw shade on me in front of Joey about writing. Fucking. I, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but it happened at the comedy club right here around the corner. <laughs> We're out after the show, and Joey and I have this routine where, you know, we get to the union, you know, when he's hosting. And, you know, earlier that day or whatever, we'll go over the set. So we'll get there a couple minutes early, like, hey, you know, here a couple, you know, what we're going to do or whatever. He'll come in, da, da, da. All right, cool. When he comes off hosting, in between the comics that go up, we'll sit down and go over what he just performed or whatever. And then at the end of the night, we'll go over everything, and then we'll try to put it in some some sort of a chronological order. Right. Well, this one comic, and this was maybe about two years ago, and they were in the middle of a tour and all of that. So, you know, know, they're eating. They're everybody. I mean, majority of the comics want to be part of that 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 uh, plastic cup boys heartbeat circle, mm-hmm. you know. So when Joy goes to you know certain comedy clubs, the union or whatever, cats is just pulling left and right to get advice, get pushed in the right direction, to get work or whatever. 
So this one comic was like, oh, man. He was like, man, I, I, if you needed a writer, you should have told me. Joey's like, dude, I got my man right here. Don't right be here. right here. He's like, oh, you know, man, if you you know need somebody to punch up or what? He said, dude, are you serious? <laughs> and I'm like, my man, are you serious? And this is another black dude that I got to tell this to. I'm like, dude, you stepping on my toes because yeah. I'm still learning. You know, and you coming over or whatever. It's like, come on, man. You don't you don't do anything like that, especially like not only as a comic, but just as another black man. It's like, dude, I don't. I'm not in the back of the room telling you what jokes to perform and say, hey, man, that ain't working. Uh, try this one. Like, right. come on. See, but what that comes from is, like I said, starving. Yeah, I just want to get on. People, when they come, when you're starving, your knowledge for respect goes out of the window. It goes out of the window because you're just looking to eat yourself, and 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 so. That's that's L.A., man. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's one LA. thing with Heart of the City, like, because last season I traveled. Okay, so <laughs> I was an associate producer, but I'm also always Joey's assistant, right? right? So depending on, like, the shoot or whatever, I would need to go, like, do my production job. So I would go see the comics for Heart of the City or whatever, like, the hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Joey is, like, snapping or whatever the fuck he's doing, right? Oh, you do a great job at that, too. <laughs> I've seen, seen some of the hotels you booked. <laughs> just, just a lot of W's yeah, and shit. Yeah, I see, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, like, I'll go and, like, work with the comics, right? Mm-hmm. But I just go and say my first name, and then I keep working with them, and they'll treat me like I ain't shit, right? Because they don't know. They don't know no better. So they're like I'm the help and whatever, whatever. Okay. So then, and they're talking, oh, Joey, da-da-da. And in my head, I'm like, that is basically like my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, So then I'll um, he'll come, and then he'll meet them or whatever. And then he'll be like, is that guy guy? Is oh. Like, do we fuck with him? I'm like, no, I'm the help. And he'll be like, oh. And then you could start to see them like, wait a minute. Like, what is their relationship? <laughs> and then before they know it, someone will be like, oh, that's his assistant. And then you can see, like, in their face, like, oh, I fucked up. And I'm just like, eh. like, just be nice to everyone all yeah. the time. And, like, one comic, Ty Davis, she's one of my friends now, she was watching me backstage. And she, she said when she first met me, she was like, that girl's important. I don't know what she does, but she's important. Because, like, how I guess the production team was, like, addressing me. And then when Joey came, she was like, oh, maybe that's his daughter. And then she was like, no, maybe that's his sister. Wait, maybe that's his side chick. Like, she had Mm -hmm. all these ideas, and then she was like, no, because she just went and fussed and cussed at him, so maybe. And then she had, like, all these reasons, like, our relationship, and at no point did she think I was his assistant. Like, side chick, like, girl, like, daughter, like, niece, like, all this shit. And I was like, no, I I just cash my, like, he just writes my checks. She's like, oh. But, like, the other comics were assholes to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, and then, she, like, they wonder why, like, when they got flown out to um, to L.A., like, some people were slightly favored. Because that's human nature. Yeah. Like, I yeah. fuck with you. I'm going to tell you a little more. I'm going to give you a little mm-hmm. more. And they're like, oh, like, these people are favored. I was like, yeah, because in your city, you were an asshole to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you were clearly just sucking up to Joey. And which is. And it's so obvious. Like, as soon as he walks in the door, there's like a, hey, Joey. And I'm like, like, bumping me to get to him. And I'm like, I just texted Nigga to come in here. Like, what are you like, what That's are you the funny about? part. When you get bumped and you're uh-huh. standing yeah, and there, and you like, get that. You're like, yeah. really? Come on. Because neither one of yeah. She said it perfectly. I've witnessed that before because no one, yeah, like, uh, for some reason, I had, they have no idea what we do. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you right. Because we're not on all social media and shit. So, like, there's no mm-hmm. reason for you to have really seen our faces. You know what I mean? Or, like. Yeah, we're not like, yo, this Joey Wells right here, da-da-da, yeah, like, like, yeah. 
And so, like, I really get to, like, that's when I really learn who the person really is. You know what yeah. I mean? Because when they don't know my my real job. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, this dude in the city that I can't stand, you know. Um, <laughs> immediately when he figured out my job, then he was my best friend. And I was like, nigga, <laughs> five minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like, no, I already decided I don't fuck with you. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's, it's the craziest rap. thing. Yeah. It's a wrap on that, man. Now, I, I want to, um, uh, we was talking about this before we came in the show. How, um, R. Kelly, you no. bumping oh, on the radio? Oh, oh, so hey, problematic oh, for me. Oh, so wait. problematic. I have this fight all the time. Ooh, wow. Listen, from, from my, from, from my, uh. Let me duck. Those ashes are coming my way. <laughs> Good. Good. For my defense. No. It was best of both worlds, and I was listening for Jay-Z. <laughs> Whatever. And then, you know, like you I know, said, Kale's had a verse on that album. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't trapped in the closet. It was like, it's okay. It was like, did you know, when, when you were uh, when you were a kid and uh, you watching the movies with your parents and the sex scene come on, mm-hmm. like, I'm listening for Jay-Z. Then when, when, when Kale's come on, I'm not listening. You close your, you I'm closing close your my ears. ears. I close my ears <laughs> when Kale's come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were that? singing along when you pulled up. I was like, no, this nigga not. <laughs> like, who's that other guy rapping with Jay-Z? <laughs> Go through various names. Uh, uh, well, I, I'm one of people. I just, I'm like. I mean, I, the music good. I said, sep- yeah. it's like I separate the person. You know what I mean? It's, I can't. Me I and Joey have this fight all the time. He can, I cannot at be, all. Because if you do that, then it's a lot of stuff that you can't you can't listen and watch to. Then that's true. You yeah. might anything that rap Har- wouldn't exist. Any, any movie that Har- Harvey Weinstein ever produced, you can't watch. I don't even know them all, but you can't watch it. That's true. Man, the so, Cosby yeah. Show was on the other day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the most mature. So. But, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but um, but no. But other thing we was talking about was um, Heart of the City, Detroit. Oh, this go was, ahead. I'm about to call Joey so you can. Air so this, this was. <laughs> it was well before I get to that. I want to say this. <laughs> well, I want to say this because this this I ain't gonna lie. This this actually really made me more madder than than the Detroit thing. But <coughs> every city that I didn't lived in, um, every city I didn't lived in, where y'all had did Heart of the City. Y'all always announce the auditions after I move. That's true. You told me that tissue. After house. I'm, I, li- <laughs> I was living in I was living in Memphis. Swear it's probably about two weeks later after I move. Oh, they doing harder harder city auditions in uh, in Memphis. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Then, then when I then in um, February when I when I left uh, when I moved out of Dallas. <laughs> Week two weeks later, people was like, "Yeah, they doing Hardy City audition." That I was like, "Man, I can't even get back." I'm moving at this time. I didn't have the knowledge, yeah, of who I could reach out to or stuff like that. You know, what I mean to to figure out, you know, what I'm saying uh, what's yeah. going on. So after the Dallas thing is when I got your information. Oh, uh, okay. That's I was like, you when could have hit me because I'm one of the people that yeah, helps. When but. I finally somebody, you know, saying was like, "Yeah, you know, you can um, reach out to this person." And that's when I think that's when Jeff gave me your your email because he was doing the next level because it yeah. was not too much longer after I moved to L.A. when y'all shot that epi- shot that episode yeah. the next level. Mm-hmm. I think that was February when y'all shot it, like March, March, March February, yeah, early March, March yeah. something yeah, yeah. like that. Last year, yeah. So that's when I got the information, and so I was like, it's where every it's like, die every time. When did we do the auditions for? Dallas, you were y'all already- did them in. I want to say February. It was like man, end of January when them videotapes come in, man. Yeah. and you spending ten and twelve it was, hours watching no, comedy uh-huh. all day. But they're damn. I wish you would have said something because there's y'all did also because I think y'all did at the Improv in Ar- in Arlington. Yeah, but there's also an email that I yeah. made that literally only me and Joey look at. Mm-hmm. That if you send it to that email, 
like I look at it in Joey. That's it. Yeah. And like, but that's completely separate. Like that's just a side thing that mm-hmm. I did. And damn, I yeah, would have known because so you could have sent your tape, and then like directly, we both would have seen right. it. So yeah, yeah but that but that was after this stuff. And yeah. So I was where high. else have you lived? I was sorry. Um, I didn't live in Atlanta, but I know y'all. y'all we did Atlanta. Atlanta already. Better stay put here uh, in L.A. Uh, yeah, uh, knock well, on wood. Hopefully, we'll come back and do it. Or find another, or find like another yeah. small town. We'll give you a heads up what city move <laughs> yeah, your ass move there. there real quick. But yeah, so but um, hardest city Montana. But the <laughs> but the hardest city Detroit, it um, I, like this, and I and it's already gonna come off wrong by me even saying it. So it's like it is what it is. But the guys that y'all had had on the show. You know, they're funny, you know. Okay. Of course, they're not. They're not gonna. Y'all wasn't gonna put them on national, you know, TV if they wasn't funny. But for me, being from Detroit and knowing, you know, saying the comedians from Detroit, it wasn't the right representation that I would have liked to see for okay. Detroit because the funniest people from Detroit was not on the show. Hmm. Only one of them I can vouch for as being one of the funniest people, and that's Jeff Forrest. Okay, the other three. They're cool. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I respect them. They're good. But Josh Adams, Jay Will, um, uh, trying to, it's so many. I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, I'm saying, I can sit here and name cats off, you know what I'm saying, for days. Yeah. But them two right there are, you know what I'm saying, uh, are the, the biggest representation for Detroit, okay. you know what I'm saying, as in the funniest dudes, you know what I'm saying. Them dudes right there, man, are some beasts, you know what I'm saying, are some beasts. And I don't know, you know what I'm saying, what happened in the audition process, you know, uh, when they did their live audition, if, you know, I'm, I'm, I know Josh did. Did they, audi- they audition for I know, the show? I think Josh did, okay. but I'm not for sure about Jay Wheel. Okay. But, um... I'm just assuming they did because it's not too much stuff that that yeah. happens for Detroit, you know yeah. what I'm saying, especially comedy-wise. So I'm assuming, that, you know, that Jay Will did. But them two right there, I really wish I could have seen them on a, you know what I'm saying, on that, um, on that episode. Because when I heard it, I automatically assumed them two was going to was oh, make wow. it. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how funny them two mm-hmm. cats is. Okay. You know, but... But, like, how it works from our side is... We take, like, Joey picks the cities, and then, like, one of his close boys or a boy of a boy, whatever, uh-huh. like a Rodney Perry in yeah. Atlanta. So he hits him and says, hey, make these auditions. I want to see everyone the funny. And then we also get names like Rodney and be like, well, these are the people I'm watching, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? Or, like, Cleveland, Kim Whitley did it, you know? Okay. Like, those people. And then we have the open auditions, and then we get the tapes, and we sit, like, E will sit in his computer. I'm We're all in different rooms. And we're watching them. And then we have, like, Kevin and Becky, like, other people, too. And then we go through, and then Joey has a dry erase board wall. And we just start putting up names. Like, and then we fight about it. Like, (laughs) he'll be like, well, why do you like him? And then I'll tell why, whatever, and all this shit. And then we have, like, these kind of categories. And then we pick. So, like, if we didn't even see them, like, if they weren't on that, whoever the person in short, I don't remember the, like, liaison. They did the showcase, yeah. 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 List or they're not in the audition or not in an email like we don't even know that they really exist you know mm-hmm. what i mean so like you knowing these people like if we never saw them you know what i mean because yeah. we're not on the ground yeah. right. you know what i mean like we don't really know people yeah. yeah and it's like what he said earlier if you don't get that that information mm-hmm. yeah because yeah i'll get calls after the fact and they're like hey how could i like 
man, I don't, you know, I, yeah. I've done what I needed to because it's, it's a selection process and we try to be as honest as possible with people. Like she, like she said, she'll be in her office looking at that eight, nine, ten hours a day. I'll do it. Joy will do it. Then Joy will put mm-hmm. in the extra time and be looking at it wee hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, if we select six people, we have to say why we like these six people and mm-hmm. why we don't like this. So my list eventually has to match her list, your list, and your list. And eventually right. you come to terms or whatever. And then there's mm-hmm. other modifications, you know. But one of the things is a lot of the comics feel like, you know, hey, because they do stand-up, there, they have to be on the show. And it's like if you have any TV or film – what's it, TV or film critics as a yeah, comic and you've gotten paid, you, you're disqualified. Yep, I know the, that. Yeah. Just yeah. introduce new faces. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a horrible process. I mean, I've – I'm a writer, so I feel it as a writer when I do stuff outside of Heartbeat. There's, you know, you want people to read your stuff, mm-hmm. and then you wonder why, oh, man, what happened? So it is it is one of those yeah. things, man. But uh, And that's not to negate the people that sent their stuff in and didn't make it to say they were not funny mm-hmm. because Detroit has a plethora of comics. Detroit and Chicago, mm-hmm. to me, are two of the funniest cities that, yes, that, yes. that present a lot, a lot of tough comics and funny comics, man. Yes. It's... Yeah, like we literally will fight like – Joey doesn't win all the fights. Like, sometimes I win these fights about the comics and stuff. Right. And then, like, it'll kind of get loud when Harry walk in. And then we'll stick, like, we'll argue, like, give our thing. And then Harry will pick, like, she wins. And he'll walk away. And I'm like, yep, on the board. And then, like, we're done with that comic. You know what I mean? Like, there's always this thing. And he'll let us take the fall. He'll say, all right, you know, you're going to leave the point on this. And if it goes down, it's on you. For example, he's admitted it. He told the network and (laughs) talked to the comic, too. In uh, uh, Chicago, uh-huh. he he, I had to fight for niche. I fought him like over a long period of time, like in text, in phone calls, fight about, in person. Fight about what? He was just like, "But why her? Why?" And I was like, "Why not?" And I had like I fucking wrote a paragraph of like, "This is why she is the next." Did he ne- not see her perform before? Not live. Like he just saw the video, and I was like, "Her." Like, her, like, I'm, like, and at one point, he was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, for me, fuck it. For me. And he was like, fine. Okay. And so put her on. So then she gets the next level, right? Pure talent. She, because he, I didn't, uh, I didn't travel with him that season. So he's literally texting me. He's like, your girl crushed it. I was wrong. Like, she is the next thing. And I was like, I fucking told you. <laughs> so then she gets the next level, right? And the Comedy Central execs are out there. He introduced me to her. And I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He was like, listen, you weren't going to be on the show, but she fought for you. And then she's like, oh, thanks, whatever. Then he goes to the Comedy Central and is like, hey, guys, your star? And they're like, yeah, niche. And they're like, she wasn't going to be on. And, like, gave me the credit of, like, she fought. And she fought me for months about it. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, so that was one that I won. And, like, I'm still proud. Like, when I see her and, like, I'll text her every time she, like, does something great. I'm like, you make me proud. Because also I'm like fucking getting it into him you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i found a star and then there's a couple other people that are on like this coming up season that i fought for okay. but like i can't tell them yet until <laughs> their episode airs right yeah and just and then, did the next level too yeah so jeff did next level yeah no just 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 niche yeah, yeah she did that's when level. i met yeah. her on set and then he told the comedy central execs like hey like she's the next star and they're like we know nigga yeah well they're white they didn't say the <laughs> word but you know <laughs> That's crazy, that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We need but some like, cool comics on but the like, show. If she wasn't on the show, like, that would have changed that whole episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, if I didn't fight for her, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those, so, like, I didn't know those other two guys, like your boys uh-huh. from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. To fight for them. Mm-hmm. 
that's crazy right there. Yeah. <laughs> like he'll like yeah, he would tell you be like, Yeah, I didn't see it. And I'm like, How did you not? Like, what? And then like Josh Johnson, he's in that same episode, he's writing for Trevor Noah right okay. now. On the Daily Show. Josh has that voice like this, and he delivers yeah, his yeah. comedy like he's a kidnapper, but very smart brother. <laughs> yeah, talented. Yeah. I didn't see it in Josh, and he fought for Josh. Okay. Yeah. No, what's uh, one of you know, like, I, I, it's it's some guys out here, you know, I watch so much comedy, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, so much that it's rare that someone makes me just laugh out loud, you know what I'm saying? I can be like, oh, yeah, that's funny, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't make the emotion you know i don't make an emotion face because you know, you're jaded you're yeah. coming yeah. Like, whatever but it is some dudes that i personally am a fan of you know what i'm saying of the of what they you know of yeah. their work and i and i'm a big fan of vincent the, uh vincent bryant yeah oh my god uh, yeah. you yeah. know what i'm saying you know, like me and him are like we how can i put it you know we're social we're not friends friends you know what i'm saying yeah, cordial but we're cordial we see each other what's up man mm-hmm. but i'm a fan of his you know what i'm saying and uh, I'm so happy he on the show. My other homeboy, who I am real good friends with, G King. That's my oh dog. yeah, Vallejo. Yeah, listen, <laughs> yeah, listen it's 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 crazy because uh, G King it genuinely is a great dude. Yeah, he seems kind. He's a yeah. very great dude. But it's so so it's so funny to see him trying to be humble about getting this this first TV opportunity mm-hmm. and. Is is I'll be trying to tell him, hey man, for this until I said from this time to the TV show, come on, just be a straight asshole right now. <laughs> <laughs> just let it all out, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you know I me, mean? because you only go, you only have a first once, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, because uh, now all you got to now is just you got to capitalize off of it. Just do you and do what you keep doing, and it's gonna be bigger. And I'll be telling him because he be like, man, you know what I'm supposed to do? How I'm supposed to capitalize? How I'm supposed to? What I'm supposed to do next, I'm like, man, just it's gonna happen for you, man. You a mm-hmm. good dude, things is gonna work out for you. You know what I mean? And I'm so happy for him, man. Um, you know, I can't wait for for July 5th for that episode to air. You know what I mean? Because another two weeks, because yeah. he yeah. is, you know, that dude, he's super excited for that, and I, I'm happy for him. He's and, a he's a gentle black man. Yeah, like my. Every time I interact, like he just has like a gentle, and I think it's the cutest thing. Not like, <laughs> not, like you know what I mean. Like, we might have really a love connection. Black... No, <laughs> but like, I don't know, especially with, like black men, there's, there's like the big old tough, like, Ugh. but then yeah. like he's just so gentle, and he's I'm just, like, like laid back, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, that's just and so I generally, you know, and, and that's for me, man. Like, if you pay a lot, people pay attention to my Instagram when I see. Um, my fellow comedians and actresses and stuff like that, people, my peers get things and do things. I don't, it's happy. I'm happy to see it because that just lets it, you know, even not, even if I haven't had an opportunity to happen for me in a minute, I don't care. Yeah. Is that I generally like seeing it and I will post a picture. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so other people can see it. You know what I mean? It's just that I love seeing um, my people, you know, saying doing something and doing something that they love and they passionate about, um, you know, uh, that's just, you know, I want to see more of. And I, I just said this the other day. It was like um, I see when, you know, when it comes to like podcasts or people post videos and stuff like that is that why don't 
people share it more. You know what I'm saying? Like people look at it and all okay, that's funny. But then something, then you'll go see a video, uh, somebody getting ass whooped. Oh, look at this, you know, and share mm-hmm. it all day. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but somebody, you know what I'm saying? But somebody putting up a funny, you know, a comedian putting up a funny video to get more followers or stuff like that, or, you know, doing a podcast or, you know, working on, um, a movie or something and put out a trailer. We need to, I want to see more people, you know, saying share that and support more, you know, saying on the positive things. Yeah. And, you know, saying and so much of the, the, the crazy negative stuff, you know, saying, saying like it gets supported way more. Yeah. That's I mean, again, look at you got World Star. Who would have thought something like that would take off to the point where, like you said, hey, we can talk about something positive and very few people will share it once it gets to them. But somebody getting knocked out or something crazy happened and somebody in the background, you're like, World Star million hits there's also Mm -hmm. is something to if you know the person you don't really share it you know like in general i mean you maybe not Mm -hmm. but like um (laughs) bt kingsley kingsley has a like youtube shit yeah one day in the middle of the night he was like give me your phone give me your phone i was like no and he was like yeah i want you to be a subscriber on youtube and my initial reaction was like I know you, nigga, no. <laughs> but I was like, that's such the wrong idea. Uh-huh. Like, I should be like, oh, because I know you, I'm yeah. going to do it and watch. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh. And then I started watching the shit because I was like, I need to switch the way I think. Because, yeah. like, I got friends that they have YouTube pages uh, where they, you know, the girls, they talk about makeup and stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. hair and stuff. I ain't watching that, but I'll go subscribe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll go subscribe, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. I, I know I physically just sit there and just watch them. No, but I would subscribe to it, to your page, to help your, you know, your, mm-hmm. your, your, um, your, you know, subscribers. And, um, but yeah, that's just, you know. Can I ask you a deal. random question? You can ask me anything. What's your end game? Like, what's the, what's the mountain peak for you? For me, um, what's so crazy is that I was just um, talking about this and, like uh, actually last night when I was picking up somebody from the airport, my end game is that I want to, of course, number one, I want to be, I want to perform, I want to be able to perform stand up every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, tour, I want to be able to travel and tour more and perform every weekend. I want to be able to create a, um, a, a brand that can sustain, that can be able to take care of me. I, I'm not being stupid. Rich is not, Mm-hmm. It's not something that's in my eyesight. It's something that if it happens, that's ex- yeah. that's like a extra blessing. God said here. I just want to. I want to be able to perform, um, create content. You know, saying because I do write. I want to be able to create content. You know, TVs, even some movies, um, and. That's and that's it. You know what I mean? I, I'm being honest. You know, I don't. I'm not asking for too much out of yeah. this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was you like, know, I'm not asking. You for just want to be able to. I just make want, a living. Yeah, I just want to yeah. be able to make a living to where I can be able to support me and hopefully a family one day, yeah. and be able to you know have some sanity when I wake up in the morning. Because I'm being honest, working. You know, one of the hardest things um, about being an entertainer is when you're not making money from what you love to do is having to work a day job mm-hmm. because. It's like people want your time, but they don't want to pay you for it. Yep. So at the same time is that I have to work this job, but also be free for this and this. And and if I do get paid for it, it's pennies. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then they look at you like, this is what you're supposed to do. 
you know what I'm saying? And so that's the that's one of the hardest things that for me mentally yeah. right now, because I ain't gonna lie, it's a grind going to work every day. And so it but the thing about with that, it fuels me more to do what I need to do to be able to get to where I want to yeah. get. And uh, and also I guess I see it work for some people. It's just something that I don't do is the begging. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like if it's supposed to happen, it's naturally gonna happen as long as I put the work in. I'm not the I don't like, you know, uh going to spot to spot and sitting in people's faces and hopefully they say, Come on, I'm gonna bring yeah. you along. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I see a lot of people that do that and I, that's just not me. I yeah. just can't. It's the difference between like begging and networking. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I go to like um I would go to like for example I would go you know to certain spots or certain never things, show face, shake hands, I'm out. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know I'm and I'm out. You're not just hovering around. It's some people yeah. there that go there and act like f- fools. You know what I'm saying? Just to try to get attention and get their name out there. I'm like, bro, I can't go to that level. It's mm-hmm. not. It's is for me. Is is that's just selling myself short because if you're that talented, you know, um, even though talent is not always the end, be all end all. Yeah. You know, but if you're that talented and you develop genuine relationships with these people, things will happen for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I only been here in L.A. for about a year and a half now. Okay. Oh, so, you're super young then. Yeah. Right. So it's like a lot of the stories and a lot of people I know. Yeah, you have your exceptions. You know, your exceptions of people that came out here within a year and got got management or got a role or something like that. You got your exceptions. But yeah. for the most part, most people, it didn't took them four or five years before they got that first break, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, being in L.A., even though, they, even though they've been performing like me for over a certain amount of years. You know, yeah. I've been, I didn't, I'm 32. I started stand-up when I was 19. Oh, shit, okay, you've been in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've been doing a while, even though during the time frame, you know, with life situations, I might have cooled off for a couple months. Yeah. You know, I might not have been hard with it. But um, I've been, but my first time on stage when I was 19 years oh, old. Yeah, that's what's up. And so, and some of these cats have been in the game 20 years and just now getting that opportunity. So, mm-hmm. And some may not and ever may, get it. May not ever, you know, right, may it's not ever risk, get the opportunity. Yeah. But I'm not doing it because I'm not doing it for no money because if I was doing that, I'd be living on Skid Row right now. I'm doing it because I genuinely love it and it saved me. Comedy saved my life. Like real talk. Most comics say that. Yeah. Like it and, saved my life. Yeah. And laughter and music are universal. Those are the two biggest things that just you being from Detroit, you being from uh Fresno. I was about to say I was like, You're in a fucking Yeah. <laughs> you being from Fresno. I'm sorry, where are you from? LA. LA. That music, the music brings people together. I love Tina Marie. She's an L.A. person. I love Tina Marie. I love the music. Shit, Motown. Uh-huh. You know, y'all got artists that came out with his rap or whatever. We had Michael Jackson, but we also had other artists, the Jesse Powell. But music bring that brings people together. Mm-hmm. You know, and comedy. You know, like like you said mm-hmm. earlier, I don't do the stand up, but writing it, there's a dark. Not a dark side that we have, but there's an element of just being no, very dark. reclusive of like, yeah. man, I can laugh all day listening to Pryor. Once I cut Pryor off and get in my own mode, a lot of times I don't want to be bothered with people. Now, one of the things to, to, to bring up, which people, um, a, lot of, a lot of comedians feel like it's easy, but it's actually, to me, one of the most difficult things in comedy to do is to write for somebody else. Oh, wow. Because for me, it's like you have to, when you write in it, I don't know... You might say differently of what I'm saying. But to me, it's like when you're writing for somebody else, 
you're not only writing from your comedic mind thought, you also have to take in part of who you're writing it for. Because you can write a joke that might be hilarious, but it might not sound right coming from that comedian. Is yeah. that is um that right there is the thing is you all perform it so yeah. I don't not too many stand up comics come out to say hey I'm gonna do stand up and I'm also gonna write for another uh-huh. person that just happens with a lot of comics yeah. you know I think it worked great with uh, Paul Mooney and Pryor and everybody mm-hmm. knew that combination with me I started off writing like uh, TV stuff with Joey the actual stand up part literally just came in like 2013 or 14 and we just happened to be talking right and we were just, he was just bouncing jokes off of me and I was like hey you mind if I you know take a crack at a couple of jokes and he was like yeah and I you know I wrote it and he gave me one note once I turned the bid in and after that note he's never really given me a note since then mm-hmm. but I know his voice yeah when, when we do yeah. heart of the city yeah. I know Kevin's voice I know Harry's voice I hang around Spank enough, I can pick up his voice. Naeem, it'll take me a minute because I'm not around uh-huh. him or not uh, enough to get his voice. Same with you. I'd have to come see a few of your sets, but mm-hmm. I already know you're a cool guy, so I can add the element of being from the Midwest, the element of Detroit. And then once I hear a few of your jokes and see your your movements on stage, I'm like, okay, I can do that. There's mm-hmm. a, but that's just me because I'm a writer, so I right. can pay attention to people's voices. Like I can create a character based on her and have her voice down packed. Her mom mm-hmm. is one of the coolest people <laughs> I know. I don't think I told you. I have your mom, uh, a character for your mom in, in, the, in the animation thing I'm you know, doing. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a, 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 I think I call it Mama Sheena and Miss Sheena, that. But her mom is cool to say. But when you're around people as a writer, I pick, that's something I always do. I'm a wallflower when it comes to that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'll sit in with, uh, when they did the serious radio uh, meeting, when we did it in the kitchen at the studio that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just he just okay. So what happened? The boys shoot straight from the heart at the at Kevin Studios, right? Okay. But <laughs> Monir, the like studio manager, or whatever, he buys lunch. So <laughs> these niggas, like, you're supposed to be there at noon. Kevin Spank hair, like they pull in twelve fifteen, twelve twenty, whatever, and then they gotta eat and whatever. So like we all just happen to be in the kitchen. So Kevin was just like, "Well, you niggas is in here." So like we just move the meeting in there. That's what he's talking about. Like, yeah, just and so he random does was this in the kitchen. Cool meeting, and I'm listening because I'm learning. Uh-huh. And I'm listening to everything he's saying, and I'm soaking it up. So as a writer, I do that. So I take what he teaches these guys and what he's telling, apply mm-hmm. it to myself. So when I'm, you know, when she and I are together, I'm either teaching her, learning from her, or my buddy Ryan, who I work with as a comic, you know, teaching him as 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 well. Because that's, again, look what he's created. Mm-hmm. You'd be a fool not to learn mm-hmm. any of that from any of those guys. Yep. So any anytime I get with each one of them, I'm listening and just picking up on it. Like, Joey is naturally fucking funny. Mm-hmm. He's... Mm-hmm. He could walk. He's the type of dude that can walk in any room, regardless of your race, culture, creed, or religion, and he can pivot and make everybody laugh. And not not forcing it, just being himself. And there's not too many guys that can do that. Some guys turn that comedic switch on when they go on stage. When they come off stage, that's it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the funniest I've ever seen him in my life <laughs> was when he went up. <laughs> he was there. He went up and just wing like he did a whole set about his mother at her funeral i was crying laughing because it was the fun like he was crying his thug tears whatever he doesn't cry he sweats <laughs> and he went up and like it was the funniest shit but it was all just like it was, it was about a five or six minutes yeah and he, he just, just ripped went up off there the top just of his head like, at a funeral oh my god and then he was like talking about the people that had spoke and like how they were lying like it was the best thing and i was like oh shit like he it's just natural for him mm-hmm. but also like he's had 20 plus years of like perfecting right. yeah. his voice you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, do you it, know your voice as a comic i'm still i'm still working on my voice 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like um, when I first started, um, the, some of the vets uh, in Detroit, which um, coming up for me was um, like, you know, Martini Harris, Kool-Aid, Mailman, um, um, Simply Chanel. Um, they were all, you know, used to tell us, you know, um, uh, you you always working on your voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You at some point you will get you will de- you will find your you will uh, determine your your main voice, but you always working on and, and reinventing yourself with your voice. Um, and so I'm still at that point where I'm still finding myself, but I'm at that point where I'm confident on stage. Um, I'm confident on stage, you know I me mean, on what I, on what I can do, but I'm always working on my voice, you know, and I'm working on, and now in point in my career is that I'm working more on talking to talking more about me as a comedian. you know, it's easy to go up there and, you know, and do jokes, mm-hmm. but the hard part is, is, is doing material that's from, that's, that's from in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can go up there easy. All these, you know, all about these ugly girls, uh, these ugly ass ponytails and this and this. I can easily do stuff like that. But to actually come out and talk about when I was seven and this happened with my mother, that's what is coming out of me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's where the real meat of comedy is. Mm-hmm. That's make people care. Like um, Kevin Tate. Yeah. Love him. Like, I love his voice. <laughs> and like, I, him and Sidney Castillo. I I could listen I could see their set every single single weekend and know the cadence and still cry every time like I've done it like the last six weekends or something like seen both of them Um, cry every single time is Sid from Detroit I don't know but Sydney's amazing I don't think Sydney's from Detroit no he's he's, from the east I think he's from the east coast but I don't think he's from from Detroit because he's one of the few comics stand up comics that I know they literally write yeah he's a writer he wrote wrote on like Marlon's show he writes on a couple he's on Neighborhood right now yes Mm -hmm. Uh, him and um, uh, Malik S and uh, Sean, Sean Larkins Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Those are the few guys. I know Sid more as well as Malik because I work with Malik on the show. I know Sean, I know Sean more. Yeah. Okay. Those guys are is, – is unique with them because not every stand-up knows how to write for TV. In that sense, right, like writing a script for a TV show. Mm-hmm. So when they're not performing or whether they find they find their voice through that. Yep. You know? Would so you want to be cool, a TV writer? Yeah. I actually was, – what's so crazy is, is that um, I meant to talk about this earlier when you were talking about Kevin – and Joey and all them coming up mm-hmm. is is similar to what we're doing now. You know, saying is that one thing I had to take. I've, I've been you know preaching. You know, saying to a lot of comedians that you got to understand not everybody is not every comedian not every is built to be the forefront. You know, saying mm-hmm. you're not made to be the main person. You know, saying and that's you know in in their group Kevin's the main person. Everybody else at the same day. Every time I, I go to the Laugh Factory and see one of them pull up, they driving the same thing Kevin driving. And that's fine with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's fine with me. And so. Because you'll still it, be able to go to the grocery store. Right. In our, yeah. in our circle, you know, me, in our circle, um, which I know, Ron Taylor, mm-hmm. th- that's, our, that's the dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to sit here in front and say, Ron Taylor is funnier than me. Ron Taylor is one of the funniest dudes in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And I would be foolish to sit here and say that he's not and whatever. That's my dude. That's that's my dude right there. And so what I'm trying to do and get people to understand is that we need to rally around him. Mm-hmm. Is that so? What I'm doing is is um, right now is writing uh, a TV show based around him, to where when now once he start you know going to these more of these meetings, he having material yeah. he can be able to 
okay, this is what we got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's where that's what I'm trying to build, you know what I'm saying, with, with him, you know what I'm saying, and with some of our other uh comedian friends together. So okay. that's the same so that's where we're trying to build a unit to be able to to get that popping. Yeah, but that's, that's what's am- up. amazing that like you can put your ego aside and be like, No, this is the guy and I'm gonna mm-hmm. push him forward. Because most comics like right now, they'd be like, No, but I'm the guy. Like he <laughs> needs you know what I mean? And, like, for you to be like, no, 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 like, I get it. Like, I might be second, but, like, let's make him great and then come up. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like, I'll be honest. I'll be, this and, and this is probably the first time I'll probably ever say this, too, you know, publicly, is that I just, if I was able to do one or two TV shows, stand-up-wise, I'm fine. I just won't. Be honest with you, I just want to begin on TV one time just to be like to <laughs> show my, just, not just that I did it, but to show my mama that <laughs> all, that all these years of me mm-hmm. struggling and being homeless and broke was worth it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's TV for me. You know, TV is not the be all end all of your career. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because you can do so much stuff behind the scenes and make so much more more money than somebody that's, that's, that that is on TV. Oh, yeah. So I just want to get on TV just to be like, mama. This was for. she can show her friends. Yeah, this is what it, my, my baby, baby on TV. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is this is what it was for. That's it. I'm be honest. That that's that's TV for me. But um, writing, you know, what I'm saying on writing a TV show, developing, being on it, man, that that'll be that's my dream. You know, what yeah. I'm saying is being a part of that process is that's my dream. Yeah, if you got any questions, man, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely yeah. like I'll that. Definitely that what talk. you just mentioned, that's what uh, Gerard Carmichael did, man. Like when he got his show, he, you know, a couple comics yeah. and a lot of them didn't know how to write, but he, they were funny. And that's uh-huh. the, when you have a TV show, that's what you want. Because I've seen comics that come on a TV show. They can't write a script. But they have great funny stories, so they get paired with a staff writer. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. pulling your stories, and I'm and I'm you know I'm now format, putting it into yeah. right. you know the format of final draft or whatever, yeah. and you you go from there. So yeah, that's that's a great thing, man. And mm-hmm. I think the real, uh, the rail show came out of that. Yeah, so that's the same. Yeah, rail came that out whole of the same cycle of same like, cycle hey, hanging hey, yeah. with your guy. Like, hey man, you know what? I'm gonna start doing this. And you're right, Ron is funny. I saw Ron riff at a uh, Jack. My buddy of mine was doing a Jack Daniels event, Gentleman Jack event. Okay, and Ron was so. Man, Ron just stood in the middle and just <laughs> ripped. Just, and then he roasted one of my boys who was up front nodding off or whatever. He said, hey, man, just pass your bad time. Get your ass up and go to the back. Goes, my boy was up there drinking, just nodding off or whatever. It was like 8, 9 o'clock at night. But no, Ron, does he still do that thing in the van, the cooking in the van? Joe? No. Everybody asked him about that. That shit's like hilarious. When we, when we went up, when we had the meeting at Heartbeat, they was asked, uh, they asked about, about that show. But... um. He, uh, I'm, fuck it. I don't care. He stopped doing it because he's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta put him back. But on uh, the real, he, that's, that's a, like, is, is, I take that shit to like, LOL, man. That, have you seen it? Nigga, this is an off camera conversation. No, 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 no. <laughs> right I'm just, no, I'm just, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying the show. I'm not like trying to link it up with LOL. Seen it, but, but I'm like, saying because of the type we can of talk comedy. About it in a minute. Uh-huh. T- because of the type of comedy that he has. So, man, that shit is hilarious. That That's one of the funniest things I'd ever seen once the social media hit and people start uploading. Yeah. Send it to me. Send yeah. It to me. I, I, sent, I sent you a link. He, uh, but yeah, I, he can't, he could do it right now. If he but had a check, it's no, it's certain situations. I can't say why. Okay, but, okay. yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't say why. But these mics come but when, off. I'm gonna ask. But, <laughs> but when he went, but in the initial time he was doing it, um, 
he was doing it, I, I, I believe, because he generally, you know, saying that's what he literally did, you know, because he really lived in his van. But oh, really? yeah, for like oh, the wow, first, yeah, for the first, he left, he moved from Detroit after I left Detroit. And when I first left Detroit uh, to move to Memphis, he left, I think, six months later. Oh, I left something like that because I left him. To here? Like he came here? Yeah. Okay. I left him, I, I moved to Memphis in May and he moved to LA in September. When I should have been moving to LA too, I should have moved to LA a long time ago. But we gonna go back to that history. <laughs> okay. but, but you're here now. That's, here what, now. that's what matters. But he moved, and uh, I think for the first two years, he lived in the van. Oh man! And it wasn't. It it was well. It was kind of like it was by choice because um, he had no money. One mm-hmm. and then two. He didn't want to work a job. You know, he just wanted to focus on stand-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if I was his age, I would have did the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would do the same thing. But um, eventually, you know, he you know, he started growing. And now, you know, he don't live in the van. He still has the van. But he doesn't live in it, you know, anymore. Hmm. But, uh, but, yeah. I want to see it. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Very funny brother. Shout out to him. Do you uh, you mess with, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's Howie last name? Howie, Howie Bell? Bell? Yeah. Howie yeah. Bell. Yeah. Like, what's so funny is that. When, um, I was called him. How, I almost called him Howie Mandel. I was like, when that's I, not that brother and, name. <laughs> like me and Howie just start really developing okay. a relation, a, a, a relationship. You know, what I'm saying when I was in, uh, when I was in Detroit, starting doing stand up, Howie wasn't in Detroit. Okay. He was out here. You know, what I'm saying he was out here and doing Bad Boys for Comedy when that was on. Mm. He was on the road. He was in the, in Detroit like that. So once I start moving out of Detroit, that's when he start coming back. And so we never really. You know, had yes. conversation. Yeah. So, um, being out now, him being out here and stuff like that, we didn't develop. You know, saying uh, more of a, a rapport and relationship. And so, how we, you know, saying is real cool, man. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, he's a good brother. Love yeah. from I when he comes out to the, uh, the studio, I talk to him a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And then we see Kevin. Kevin's hysterical. I saw him kill it on a rooftop in Koreatown. Like, <laughs> oh, Kevin four, I was like, four Kevin. black people, <laughs> me and three other cats, and Kevin Tate on a rooftop in Koreatown, killing it. Kill with that fan joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, I ain't never seen as many Asians laugh before in my life at like I comedy club. That was that was what's up. I'd, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long we been talking? Um, Forever. Thirty-seven. It's about to be two. Okay, so um, we're about to get ready to wrap this up. Um, before we do that, um, I want both of y'all give what some advice that you you would like to give out. Um, it could be. It don't have to be just entertainment. Just period. What, what's some advice that you would like to give I'm out? Going first. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Like um, a comic that I knew from another comic texted me randomly and was like, "Hey, if I um, what was the text? It was something about like, um, do I send a whole script or do I um, give a synopsis if I'm gonna pitch something to an exact or whatever?" And I was I knew what I would do, but I went rocked across the hall, went to our exec and said, "Hey," and asked her the question. She said, "No, don't do that. Send the log line, blah 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 blah." And then I realized that he didn't know what a log line was. And then I told him like everything, because like information is free. Just be mm-hmm. at, like, just ask the right people. Yeah. And like I'm one, he's one. Like basically anyone in our team. Like if you get to us and ask us like a real question, we're gonna give you everything that we know or point you to the right person. And like. Don't be afraid to ask. Okay. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Uh, with me, I'll just tell people, don't be afraid to fail. True. In a sense of, I've been on a grind for a minute. 
and then learning from Joey, like, and I think she's one of the few people I share with, I knew him before the Kevin stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how you know Ron right. and it grows. So I've seen his brother. I've had conversations with his brother. We've written at Starbucks off of La Brea and Centinella where it's like, oh, shit, it's going off <laughs> like this. It's like we down here trying to crank out jokes. But to see him keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and still remain the same person, man, that's inspiring. So mm-hmm. I tell people, hey, don't quit. Don't be afraid to fail. Because, you know, the failures become the success. I know a few people that packed up and left that I personally felt were talented people to be producers or writers or whatever. And they, they couldn't deal with the grind because this is one of the few businesses where today's Tuesday. By Friday, all of our lives can change for the betterment financially to do what we want to do and, you know, further our careers and help families or whatever. So I tell people, don't be afraid to fail. And whatever, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's writing, stand up, focus on that, do your homework. You also, know? just be kind. Like, you never know mm-hmm. who you're really talking to, or this PA may be an exec in five years. No. And before we go, I got to say this, is that Ron, when I first moved out here, to, uh, to, to when I officially just moved out here, we were at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't remember the person, but it was me, Ron, and somebody else. And that person made a comment about some girl. That was something that was there, mm-hmm. you know, just on the patio, just some girl. And he was like, Shh, don't say that. And so I'm just so for me, I'm naturally don't give a fuck person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a naturally don't give a fuck. You know, I you can we can have a conversation. You can say whoever name. I don't I don't care. You know, what I mean, but uh, he but after that, he was like, because he said, you don't know who these people is. Mm-hmm. That could be the girlfriend or somebody that can change your life. You don't know. So you got to, so you, you know, even if, so if you got a thought, keep it to yourself. Don't say it, you know what I'm saying? Cause just, you got to be kind to, cause you don't know who you're talking to mm-hmm. or who's listening. So, yeah. So, um, I want to thank y'all for coming. Oh, thanks Appreciate for that. Us. But, uh, I got one question. So if we're going to go another six months before I get a uh, text back, <laughs> I text, I t- literally, literally, we was, literally, That's we, hilarious. literally we was at a, at a party. I'm like, <laughs> I said, Which one? The first party or the second, second party? One. I said the second party. Yeah, I okay. said I said, uh, hey, when you available, you know, let me take you to lunch or whatever. Just you know, just to hang out, talk. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> she said, oh, just text me with it. I didn't get a text. I literally got a text back last week for, and that was back in what January. Yeah, you did. I text you back. Okay. I got a text. No, okay. He said lunch or dinner eat right. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Why? And I was like, hey, like you want to go to lunch or dinner? Why does nigga say, what are you doing Saturday morning? Sleeping, nigga, not yeah. going. She's she not getting up in the morning. If it don't what? pertain to work, or I sa- said lunch or dinner any day. She said Saturday morning. No, she, I stayed at her mom's house, and I, you know, and I won't see her ass till two in the afternoon. Oh, and she's no. literally on the other side of the wall in the room. I'm like, he goes, he goes. Literally, I'll be like, oh, I'm going back home. He'll be like, oh, what time are you picking me up? I'm like, uh, okay. And then I'll go pick him up, and he'll be at my mom's house. Hanging out with her, go do her errands, do all this shit, and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go to my sister's house. Like, they don't. He's just with my mom, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but we hang out, and have so much yeah. fun. She gets work, but she gets her rest too. So again, yeah, because my mom like cooks for me and sleep, shit. I cannot sleep that long. Yeah, no, I can. Like, if like, I don't have to be somewhere, I could be sleeping. No, see, I gotta I get can, up. Yeah, like, see, no. like I'm my body naturally well. One, I live in Koreatown, so depending on where I park, depending on where I park, <laughs> you on, gotta move it. I gotta get up and move my car. Nah. So my body naturally wakes up early. Period. You know what I'm saying? So my days can start usually start anywhere between six to eight o'clock. Yeah. Anywhere oh. during that time, I'm up. And so it'd be funny, like we go to the so like uh, so I go to work. You know, then after that, 
hit a stage or go to the comedy store and it'd be like Ron, for example, like Ron doesn't work a day job. So he would sleep till two or three o'clock, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then and be he, up all night. He, it'd be 12 o'clock. He giggly and <laughs> all happy Cause and stuff. Because he just woke up. And I'm, I'm, I'm in there like, man, I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired. You know He's what I'm saying? Like, that's like his lunch break yeah, at that I'm, time. I'm like, tired. I'm ready. I go. So I, what I do a lot of times is I let him do what he do because, you know, do what he do. I go in my car. I go to sleep. Oh wow! You know really? what I'm saying? And just wait it out. I, I just go in the parking lot, go to sleep, go in the, and then wait, take about an hour or two, get back up, and now I got a little bit more energy. You oh, know what I'm wow. saying? But for most nights, now nah, I'd be like, man, I, I can't, I can't do this one, two o'clock in the morning no more for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> no saying? Reason. We just out here hey, for man, no reason. You comedic know? hours, man. Y'all keep them crazy ass hours, man. The, listen, the worst was uh, we was at the store. I'm about to say this story. We about to go. Um, we were at the comedy store and Tiffany Haddish. Dave Chappelle and um what's the dude with the guitar? White guy. Guitar white guy with the guitar. Um I know a Filipino dude with the guitar. It's some guy Stupid. some guy, some famous <laughs> uh uh entertainer. I can't remember his name. But they literally was at it was about three in the morning. Mm-hmm. They upstairs, you know the upstairs at the comedy store, had it still packed out three o'clock in the morning, still going. I left at three thirty. I said, I can't do it no more. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I'm out. And they still have everybody's attention. 3.30 in the morning. I was like, I'm out. I can't do this. <laughs> you getting old, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, and that was another episode of uh, Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit. Um, I'll holler at y'all and um, uh, make sure y'all subscribe. And uh, talk to y'all later. Peace out. Right. Bye. Bye.